Hey, 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 welcome to the Psalms of My Emotions podcast. I am your host, Rolinda, and I am here as your coach, your spiritual advisor, to guide you through your healing while dropping some spiritual wisdom Jesus nuggets. The Psalms of My Emotions comes from my testimony of overcoming emotional turmoil that ultimately led me to my purpose. And my prayers for this podcast is that it will lead you all that are listening to your purpose while gaining the tools in the podcast for your healing. Let us hop right into another episode and let the healing begin. Hey, 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 everyone. I hope you can hear me. Um, Let's see. I hope you guys can hear me. Let me just put the topic right here to scroll. Welcome, 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 guys. Welcome, 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 guys. Back for Emotion Monday. Uh, I'm not on mute. Okay. (laughs) Back for Emotion Monday. I'm so, so glad to be here yet again. I kind of did not want to do today just out of just being lazy. Um, But um, I'm in my living room. I did not feel like being in my office today. So I'm like, let me change locations And so I can be really, really comfortable and talk to you guys. I have no notes for you guys. So let me go ahead and just get this introduction out of the way. So if this is your first time tuning in to Emotion Monday, Emotion um, is a play on words uh, for today's uh, podcast. E is for electronic. Motion is movement. Um, God gave me this specific day. Um, He said to... Um, basically just kind of keep giving the push for, you know, sometimes we go to church Sunday, we get the message and we lose motivation, even getting up on Monday. Right. (laughs) So this is just a push to keep you going, even to give you some confirmation. This is to drop some, um, um, wisdom nuggets, Jesus nuggets. I call them, um, just something else that you can chew on that you could take with you the rest of the week meditate on, you know, even you can do devotion time on things that I say, because I do mention the Bible in this podcast. (laughs) Okay. And I want to go ahead and um, welcome my podcast listeners. Um, This does stream on uh, Facebook and it also streams on my YouTube channel, the Souls of My uh, Emotions podcast, but also it is an actual podcast. It stream um you can download on anywhere that you listen to your podcast pretty much now. It could be on Apple, Google, you know, even um Samsung has a podcast um thing set up and Amazon, you can listen to it basically anywhere. It just it just pops up. Whatever is available, I'm like, go ahead, stream it there. I just plug in my little stuff. So um Pandora, anywhere you listen to your podcast, listen. Uh, search the Psalms of My Emotions podcast. So you guys know we're going to get right into it on the topic for today. But first, the hashtag is let the healing begin. And also, I forgot, I always have to mention this. Guys, see my elephant, right? You know, elephant is strong, powerful, with, you know, wise. And um, I pretty much deal with the elephant in the room, right? Um, so the elephant in the room, the topic today is distractions. Ooh, distractions. Yes, let the healing begin. Listen, distractions. I have, Like I said, I have nothing written down. And I even asked God, I'm like, well, should I just write some kind of notes or whatever? Nope. Sit down and, and let me speak. So you guys know I'm a definition person. So the first thing we're going to look up is the definition of distractions. Um, you know, I was kind of just meditating on the topic today. Um, and in a basic form, distractions is 
something that distracts, an object that directs one's attention away from something else. But what I want to add to this definition is that distraction is something that distracts, um, an object that directs one's attention from something that is important, something that you should be focusing on, right? Because a distraction isn't distraction unless you you are supposed to focus on what you were initially focusing on. You know, that's what I wanted to add to the definition that we're talking about today. And I wanted to address this because I know um, if anyone follows me, you know, on my page on social media and Facebook, no, I've always been lately speaking about distractions. You know, I would have hashtag you know, uh, stop the distractions, hashtag, you know, focus, right? <laughs> because the distractions are coming now, right? Um, in this season where um, God is starting to really reveal, right? Who is he's, be, he's using in this season, really revealing the true sons and daughters in this season, right? So, you know, there are attacks of distractions. You know, I'm starting off from off the cuff, right? <laughs> there are attacks. There are uh, plans of distractions from the enemy over the word that he has spoken over your life, right? That's why sometimes, um, you know, like even with prophetic words that you get spoken, especially, I mean, it could be anywhere. It could be private. It could be out in the open. Um, I've even had confirmations where people are preaching the same kind of basically saying the same message that, you know, and I, and I've taught you guys with the stewardship of prophecies that you just have to steward it. You have to remember it. You have to keep it in your mind, what God said. So when these distractions come, you know, to fight it because you know, your prophecy, the things that God tells you that you're going to do, that is the word, right? That is the word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And if you don't know how to carry and to steward and to stand on it, distractions will eat you up. Distractions will be your demise. Distractions will be your downfall. If you don't know what to do with the word that God has spoken over you, if you don't remember, if things are getting you so off track that it's make it's, it's um, putting your faith in a position where you're questioning God and you're telling God, you're telling God that this is not possible and this is not going to happen. Right. That's what the devil is trying to get you in this mode where he wants the word of God to be of non-effect and your faith will make the word of not a uh, uh, word of God of non-effect. And the thing is like the enemy can't do anything about what God, the promises that God has put on your life. Um, the things he told you that he's going to do, um, the things that he's putting on in motion, the devil can't do anything. The enemy can't do anything, but distract you to make you waste time, to make you lose focus, right. To make you, um, doubt the word. Right. And we see that even in the Bible where there are times where, you know, um, he tried to, you know, he even tried to distract Jesus, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, in the wilderness, you know, he was just always going against the word. And what did Jesus, all, Jesus combated with? He combated it with the word. He said, uh, uh, the word says this. No, the word says that, right? You know, because he tried to get him distracted and someone put a post up. I posted it on my personal page and I guess they took it down. But, uh, what it said was that, um, about, um, Adam and Eve getting distracted he wasn't necessarily um, attacking them, but it was an attack on the word, right? It was an attack on the word and they got distracted, right? So I just want to say, you know, I didn't even know there's some stuff going on right now, but that's not even what I'm talking about, <laughs> about when I had put this topic up, I'm like, oh Lord, people think I'm going to jump into what's trending right now, right? And I'm not even about to get into it because that initially, that is not even what I'm talking about today. <laughs> I'm talking about regular distractions, distractions from your purpose, distractions from the assignments that God has given you, distractions from, you know, what what you got going on. And then the distractions are causing you to be frustrated, right? You feel like you're not going anywhere, but you have to think back about the times you've been distracted, <laughs> right? 
we all get distracted. We're not exempt. You know, we're not exempt. And you have to know that this is a, 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 a stealer of your, you know, a theft of your time. And right now is not the time to play around. It is definitely not the time to play around when it comes to your purpose. The the earth, you know, it says even in the Bible that the earth moans um, and groans for the arrival, you know, of God's people. Basically, basically for God's people to come into position. So, of course, the devil going to mess you, throw a relationship out there that you're not supposed to be in. Right. To get you distracted. <laughs> he's going to throw some drama out there, right? To get you distracted. He's going to even, and this is what I've been noticing, you know, this is another thing I wanted to talk about. I've even noticed that some ministries that have started off thriving, you know, personal ministries or whatever, started off thriving, but then they end up start talking about other people that are doing ministry. In so much and in so, I mean, to the to the magnitude of i don't even know what your ministry is anymore right they talk about other people ministries so bad or talk about the other person so bad and then their reasoning is i just want to expose them i just want to tell people the truth people just need to know who this person is but yet i'm like okay so i guess your ministry is the other person I guess your ministry is talking about the other person, right? But it's not about what what has God, what is the word that God has put in your mouth to take people out of a pit, right? What is your ministry that God has given you? I rest assured that God has not given you a ministry to talk about somebody else's ministry. I guarantee you not. God has not given you a ministry to expose somebody. God has not given you a ministry to run somebody's name in the mud. That, that ain't a ministry I haven't heard of, right? <laughs> that God has authorized us to do. God has given us an assignment for everything that he has equipped us to do. A lot of you have talents, right? That's right. <laughs> a lot of you have talents. A lot of you have things that you haven't, haven't even touched because you're being distracted you're being distracted by comparison you're being distracted about what hasn't happened yet you're being distracted instead of focusing on the first step that will lead you to what god has promised you it's not an easy road <laughs> it's not an easy road you have to start somewhere and for some of you the enemy doesn't your your assignment is so great and so big the enemy doesn't even want you to start He's trembling to the fact when he even sees you starting on something. You notice, I don't know if you ever notice, if you know you've tapped into a vein of God, when you start something, then, then just stuff just start uh, distracting you, like uh, trouble start happening. Stuff just start happening all of a sudden. That's usually how you know that's what you're supposed to be doing, right? Like it gets so hard. You get so much, sometimes some pushback and flack from people that you didn't think that you were going to get push back and flat from but you know you know in your heart of hearts you know that god has told you has confirmed it to you time and time again but you keep getting distracted right you keep getting distracted you keep letting people distract you, you keep letting relationships distract you because you're lonely your loneliness is becoming a distraction Woo! your loneliness is becoming a distraction because you're reaching for something that is not lined up to the assignment, right? Because a lot of times your assignment is, is something that you kind of don't want to do. Like tonight, you know, I had it in my mind to do distractions. And I know the patterns of the enemy when it's something that I don't want to do or that it's been on in my spirit for a while. All of a sudden I get tired. I get fatigued. I don't feel like doing it. I won't do it. Maybe I'll do it another day. But I've been consistent on this thing. Now, all of a sudden, the enemy wants to give me pushback. I've looked at statistics, you know, on my podcast thing. There's a statistic that tell you, you know, where your podcast is reaching. My podcast is reaching other countries that it hadn't reached before. Right now, what if I had stopped? What if I had gotten been distracted on how tired I am? 
right? Or got distracted on, you know, the enemy in my ear saying, ain't nobody going to listen. Ain't nobody listening to you. You not saying nothing. And I kid you not, you know, I think I've shared this with you guys. Every time that I get on here and I get off, I feel like I have not said anything. Anything that's worth changing someone's life. You know, that's how bad the enemy gets in my ear sometimes. Like, I feel like I'm not saying anything, but then I'll get testimonies. I'll get, you know, people telling me I need this. I needed this, right? I'm glad you, I'm thankful for the obedience that you had to God's voice, right? And that's just the enemy. The enemy will always give you pushback on something that you're supposed to do. And the the, the strength that you need to have is to continue to push. And to continue to do it. If I listened to the enemy, I would have quit this a long time ago. I wouldn't have did it, right? <laughs> I wouldn't have got started on it. I'm like, God, you know, it was a few times. I'm like, God, why am I doing this? You want me to keep on doing this? Why am I doing this? <laughs> right? But he said, just keep on going. You don't know who's listening, who need, who you are leading to Christ, right? Who are you helping healing in their emotions, um, even to the point where I don't push my um, book too often on here because I feel like, okay, I've done that. I did the book. It's done, you know, what it's supposed to do. And, you know, but people were still picking it up and saying, you know, um, how it was changing their lives. And I just recently, um, someone purchased a book off of me and she reminded me of the why. She reminded me, she read it. She said she read it in two hours, two hours, <laughs> because it was that good, because it was touching her in parts that needed to be touched. And she reminded me what I said. I said, okay, I'm going to redistribute this book, change the cover, you know, do a few editings in there because there were things that I missed. And I said, I'm going to redistribute this book. And so she reminded me to keep on going. If it was up to the enemy, you know, he telling me it's not doing anything. You're not, you're not, why you just wasted your time. Why did you do that? You know, so a lot of you, a lot of you <laughs> are probably feeling the same thing. Amen. Plenty of people that haven't come in contact with it yet. Yes, exactly. And I'm just like, I want to push it, you know, but I am. And it's as simple as like a snap of a finger. I, I, you know, change the cover and, you know, um, do the editing. I do that all myself, right? I can do it. It's just the focus. <laughs> the enemy, you know, you I, all of a sudden when things, when God wants me to do something, I get tired. That's a distraction as well. You know, you would rather watch your favorite show than do the things that God wants you to do. Right? So I just wanted to get in here. You guys know I always have to add something of the Bible um, to kind of show you guys examples how some of them struggled with be focusing, right? So I Googled some things and it has examples of distractions in the Bible or people in the Bible that had got distracted. So of course I preached this message before about Martha, but Martha was distracted by good works. How many of us have been distracted by good works? Every distraction does not have to be a bad distraction. It doesn't have to be evil attached to it. It could just simply be things that you shouldn't be focusing on right now. You know, things that you have not set boundaries to, right? Um, and I told someone that um, I'm in a coaching group as well. And I was sharing how people don't have thermometers of how you feel or how you're doing. So you can't gauge how often or when you do something or whatever, according to how people waiting on people to stop asking you because it's not going to happen. Right. So that's why you need boundaries there because they don't have a temperature. People will take, take, take as long as you allow them to. People will use your time. People will use your resources as long as you allow them to. It's up to you to have boundaries, even if it's nothing wrong. It could be something excellent, right? It could be something for the community. It could be something to help, but you can't be that person all the time, right? 
it's it's not a, a judgment on your heart when you can't do those things all the time that's what people try to make you feel right people will try to make you feel bad for not doing what what they want you to do that's the one boundaries you gotta have boundaries you guys know i talked about this if not go back and and, and listen to the podcast about boundaries right you need them because no one's gonna look out for you no one's gonna look out for you no one's gonna say well i'm not it's rare i mean they're out there but it's rare where somebody will just be like well i'm gonna i'm just just gonna not ask and not tell you that they're not gonna ask because sometimes when when people tell you well i'm not gonna ask you and of course you being the wonderful person that you are you're gonna be like no go ahead and ask it's okay no it's not okay sometimes it's keep it to yourself and sometimes they do that so that you can't ask well no go ahead and ask you know people that look out for you they just won't ask if they know you have so much on your plate they just won't ask right i know how to respect people's space you know or um i just know how to respect people's space i just know if somebody has too much on their plate because i i put myself in their shoes i'm like if that was me could i take someone asking me another thing right you just have to be led with that you know um you know you just can't just feel like you have access to people all the time a show ain't let me see janaya show ain't they ain't gonna choose your boundaries over their desires not not because at the end of the day we're flesh i think i was telling somebody that i think my sister at the end of the day we're flesh the flesh wants what the flesh wants they're not gonna say oh my flesh has have had enough the flesh is always hungering and and thirsting after things it's never satisfied right that's why we don't make decisions off of our flesh it's never satisfied and the things that it wants is is carnal it never desires anything that is spiritual never that's why you need the holy spirit it's never gonna desire anything spiritual it's gonna long for something but the flesh is not gonna detect that it needs uh something spiritual it's not it's not gonna detect that you need the holy spirit you know for that and to have a relationship with god with that so another one that was distracted they point out in the bible was samson was distracted from his purpose if you guys don't know the, the story of samson right samson was distracted by delilah and the thing is he kept messing around with these philistine women he even married one and they're the enemy those are the people he was supposed to be defeating and, and fighting right saving the people from that's the enemy so he's co-mingling from the enemy because of his desires right he couldn't leave these women alone <laughs> and in so much that delilah you know talked to him and got him in such a situation where he revealed his weakness to her and she cut off his hair and you know that 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 he lost his strength you know what was needed to defeat you know the enemy um let's see i think that was the a couple examples that i had so you know i'm talking about you know not being distracted and a lot of people say don't be distracted stop being distracted but you know a lot of people don't like to give you tips and things on how not to be distracted right so um the first thing you know and i've learned to do this even recently you know god had been trying to get me to do this was wake up and dedicate a time like i try to do five o'clock in the mornings um that's just me that's what god has called me to do <laughs> but you can do like let it be your first seek god first thing in the morning right he is the author and the finisher you he decides he knows how your day is gonna go so you should want to start your day with god what do you want me to do today how how what am i doing today how i'm what are my thoughts what am i focusing on today and that will keep you focused throughout the day because most of the time when you have that time with god first thing first time that you wake up and then you know those tests are coming you know the enemy coming you know for your attention 
you're going to have something to hold on to the whole day because I guarantee you, you're going to read it or, or, you know, read a scripture. God's going to lead you to a scripture and then you're going to be like, okay, God, that was good. Then you're going to see how it was such a valuable tool for what's coming up. It's preparing you for what's coming up throughout the day, right? You could be working and your boss gets on your nerves, but you remember a scripture that came up and all of a sudden it, it, it lifts your spirit, right? Um, you know, and I talked about this, the last emotion Monday was about, you know, living in contentment. So pursue contentment, right? Remember how I said about the comparison being a distraction, you know, you're comparing your life to other people's life. You're comparing your relationship to other people's relationships. You're, you're just comparing things all the time. So then now you're distracting yourself right? You're distracting yourself from the position where God has ordained for you to be. And it, and it may not seem like a hunky-dory position right now. You know, for me, I'm not in a hunky-dory position that I feel like, okay, I want to be in this position. But God told me I had to be in this position because guess what? It's strengthening me and it's making me, right? It's giving me a backbone. It's giving me you know, it's it's learning. It, I'm learning. So I always look at things as like a, a learning opportunity um, and not getting distracted by worry and stress. When you stress and worry over your situation, you're being distracted. That's another thing. We don't look at it as being distracted because what do you do when you worry and stress so much? You stop doing, right? You stop focusing. You stop you know, you feel like anything that you touch, I, it's just going to fail. Like, I, I don't have the energy for it. I don't want to do it. And it's a distraction. You know, the enemy wants you to feel defeated, right? And God has already deemed us to be uh, victorious in whatever he's told us to do, right? So we can't have that defeated mindset. That's a distraction. Your mind, how you think about things in a negative light, worry, stress, it's a distraction, right? So be, and another thing is be intentional with your time. Woo, Jesus. Time seems like it goes by so fast, right? I've learned to, you know, I'm getting better. I'm not the expert in it, but I've learned to be intentional with my time in so much that, you know, um, I try to have a, a time where I go to bed. So then there's a wind down time. I have my phone on do not disturb or, you know, and then it's just like times I have alarms where it says, get ready for bed, you know, whatever, whatever. And even if it's to the point where I have to turn my phone on airplane mode, where it just don't ring at all, I do it. Right. You know, because my time, the time that God has given me, you know, there's days that I have in my calendar where I have days to write and every time it's time for me to write, I'm distracted. (laughs) (laughs) someone has an emergency someone wants to do this someone wants to talk about this so it's like as much as i'm i want to be helpful right because i i live to be helpful but i have to know that i have to manage that time and for the things that god wants me to do right i've learned the hard way in the past the importance of time management yes you got to have proper time management because you're going to be distracted like social media you know, you'll scroll and you look up and find out you've been scrolling for like hours. And what could what could you have done in those hours of scrolling, right? Or posting something. I mean, we all post whatever. But, you know, if you're constantly just posting foolishness, how much time are you wasting or posting complaining about somebody posting about foolishness time wasted right you could be you could you'd have wrote a book already you could have wrote a book already right you know especially tiktok i had to stop i will post try to post videos for myself but that's a tip if you guys you know, if God gives you something or whatever, you feel like it's important, post it and just get off. 
you know, don't scroll, limit your scrolling. I think uh, Facebook or whatever has a thing where it tells you, um, I think Instagram too, where it lets you know how many, how much time you've spent, you know, it'll pop up and say, you know, like alert, you know, you've spent two hours on here. You'd be like, wow, I spent two hours on here. It don't even seem like <laughs> two hours, right? So uh, let me see what else I had on here. So, you know, there's just basically a, um, um, there is um, just such a big assignment, you know, pretty much what I wanted to get on here and tell you guys, there's just such a big assignment on the distractions of God's people. And I think it's so subtle. I don't think people even know that they're being distracted, right? You know, that you go to bed where it's quiet and you're thinking about all the time that you've wasted. You'll be like, okay, I'm going to do this tomorrow. Then tomorrow comes and you don't do it, right? It's just that you have to be intentional and you have to be aware that things are going to happen, right? And those are the things that you have to push through and that you have to make decisions on, right? You know, because time, like I said, time is very valuable in this season. There are things that are coming up, you know, um, coming up in the years to come that that requires that we we focus and build. We focus and get in the purposes of God. We focus, right? We you have to focus like and, and I think and, and the thing I think that bothers me, um and it's me, um because of where God has me and what, how he has me for people. Um, the thing that bothers me is I see people with potential and, you know, I try to push, but it, it, it makes me mad sometimes because, <laughs> you know, I want them to do great things. I know the effects that if they stepped fully into what God wants them to do, the impact that it will have on the earth. Right. And to see some get so distracted, I'm like, people need you, right? People need you. And you have to know that your purpose is the reason why you're on this earth. The reason why you're, you're I mean, when you discover your purpose, you it, it makes you come alive, right? You And I was just telling my sister, like everything comes into an alignment when you are in your purpose, even your body comes into an alignment. You might be dealing with some health issues or whatever, and you haven't gotten to your purpose. Once you get into your purpose, because the adrenaline, you know, because you have, you know, a reason to wake up, you know, you've discovered your reason for waking up and doing things. It's like now that you're moving and your mind is thinking, and now everything will come into alignment. You, it might be the cure for some things. I don't know. That's what God was giving me. He was just like, you know, because your brain is functioning, the blood is running, right? Because the adrenaline is there because now you're pursuing, now you're doing something and it's, it's actually doing your body good. It's probably healing your body. It's probably healing your mind. I definitely know it will break depression off of your life. And the devil does not want you to be free right does not even want you to to escape from the the cage in your mind that you you know that you're in he doesn't want you to escape from uh being depressed because as long as it's keeping you from doing and working on the word of god the the god the word that god has spoken over your life you know he's he's fine with that he's fine with you being in that depressed state because of those that have ever experienced depression or been depressed you can't, you, you, you can't feel like you do it. You can't do anything, right? You're laying in the bed for hours, right? You, you just can't get up. You don't have the energy. Your mind is telling you, you don't have the energy to do anything. Like I can't get up. I can't talk. I can't, I just got, I, I, you know, and that's where he wants you. Right. But when you find purpose, it's like, it's the cure-all for everything. That's what I was telling my sister. It's a cure-all, right? <laughs> Your body comes to alignment when you have purpose. So it's like, when you get in alignment with God, 
everything else will come into alignment. Your finances, your everything will come into an alignment. And the devil does not want you to live an abundant life, doesn't want you to take in and, and trust the word of God. Right. So we have to be careful with these distractions, you know, especially what's what's just going on out, out here. And we just gotta we just gotta be more careful, right? Because you know, I even said that when things would come out in the media or whatever, and I'm like, what are what what is the powers that be distracting us from right now? <laughs> I would always catch it. I'm like, what else is going on in the world? What else is going on in the country that they don't want us to know about? Because it's a, it's a distraction. <laughs> what else do they want us to know? So, um. I just want you, you know, and I'll keep on reiterating it. And I notice that's how God deals with me and how he gets a message. I'll keep saying things because I believe so much that is the word of God, right? That is the word that God is saying. He's saying to his children, "Do this is not the time to be distracted. Check your distractions and check your distractions if it's keeping you from doing what he's told you to do right? For a lot of you, he's told you guys to do something a long time ago, you know, maybe even recently and, and we keep putting it off, right? But we make time for other things. We make time for things that are important. We, well, well God will give me a minute. I need to, to, to do this, right? I need to do that. And God telling you, hey, you know, you just need to make time for what you, you can actually do things. Now, I'm not saying you don't have fun, but some of us are having more fun than being focused. Right? We're having fun. We're having a good time. And then when you get in this rut, you know, of overlooking your life, you're going to be like, oh, my God, I didn't waste so much time. Then you try to have fun or do whatever because it's taking your mind off of time you've wasted. And now you're wasting more time. <laughs> You know, just folk, just focus, and like I said, that comparison, and you get frustrated, and um, I don't know, like how I got through my seasons of, I think frustration or distraction is that I knew God was in control, and I just had to be patient. You know, I had to trust God, and that was one thing that He was kind of, you know, in the morning devotions that I had with him today was about trust, right? Um, that if you, you can't possibly say that you trust God, if you don't obey him, you know, that's a discussion we were, you know, me and God was having this morning and, you know, he was just pointing out and even in scripture, you know, you can't, can't say that you trust me if you don't obey. And the things that he gives you, you know, it's out of obedience. So, you know, he says a lot of my children say out of their mouth that they trust me, but they're not obeying what I say. They're not um, doing right what I've told them to do, but they say they trust me. They trust me to do this. They trust me to heal their bodies. They trust me um, to make a way for them. They say that, but if they, if they trust me, they will obey. They will obey the instructions that I've given them, right? And that even runs into love, right? Is you can't say you love God if you don't trust them. You can't say you trust them if you don't obey. That that's the weight on that obedience. The the obedience is everything, right? To God, because that's the proof that you trust and that you love him. Right? So then the devil wants you to get distracted from obeying God because that is the proof that you trust and you love God. In a nutshell, <laughs> it's the proof that you trust and love God, your obedience, and the devil does not want you, the enemy does not want you to obey. So therefore he distracts you, right? Distracts you. <laughs> and some of us can't detect that something is a distraction because of, it's a good thing, you know? We're just like, it's a good thing that we, you know, that I'm doing this. It's a good thing. I want to help. I want to help people. But if you don't know what God wants you to do, as opposed to what people, you're going to, you're going to lose your time. You're going to lose yourself, right? You're going to lose because people, I think some of us are more afraid of what people are going to say other than what God says. 
what God thinks. You know, people could applaud you all day and God could be like, I don't approve. You know, which one are you going to take? Which one are you going to, going to, um, adhere to? What one are you going to hold to a high uh, relevance, right? People saying that they're proud of you or they're happy that you're doing this or whatever, but God says, I told you not to do that, right? Some of us ignore the voice of God, the whisper of God for the loud adoration for people uh, from somebody else. And that's disobedience. You're being disobedient. You're satisfying, you know, other people, but you're being disobedient to God. And God is what matters. God is important. And if you can't stand up for God's word and what he's telling you to do, that's what he's looking for. Because it's not easy. Because everybody's not going to agree with what God tells you to do. You're always going to have pushback on what God tells you to do. All the time. Most of the time, you know, people are going to agree, you know, not agree on your decisions on what life choices that you make. And God told you this is the way. And they're telling you, well, I don't see, I don't see you doing that. I don't see you. You can't listen to them. (laughs) That's why I said in the beginning to keep your focus is to, um, what did I say? To keep your focus is to seek God first thing in the morning. See what he got to say before everybody else get in your ear. Yeah, no fruit listening to people, right? See what God got to say in the morning before people start getting in your ear. Just yapping, yapping, yapping. Before people just get in your ear. I Look, I know what God said. Can't nobody tell me different. You know, God got me in this, this season where, you know, it got it got some people questioning. But God reaffirms me all the time, like, you're faithful to me, right? You're you're faithful to me. But somebody else, somebody else could say I'm not. So you have to decide, you know, um, is other people's happiness worth more than, than you, satis- you obeying God? You know, the author and the finisher, the one that has created you, your creator, you know, the, the, the one that gave you purpose, the one that breathed life into you. Are you going to hold other people's thoughts that don't align up to God? Sometimes, you know, uh, uh, and a lot of times, you know, if you discern well, God will send people that will align, right? That will align to what he says. And that's good because they're going to help push you. But if not, you better know the difference and you better know it today. Listen, yes, we're so distracted by stuff. We look to please man more than God. Yes, and that's the problem, right? You know, that's why I don't, even with social media, and you know how people got this thing with algorithm and you gotta, I ain't never followed that, y'all. I I listen, God, what do you want me to do? What's your rhythm? When do you want me to post this? When do you want me to post that? What time do you want me to get on, right? Not where they have done studies where they say, well, people usually uh, pick it up on this time of day and people, you, I, I never follow the algorithm at all because if God told me to go on a specific time or post something in a, in a specific time frame. You know, it, I can't act in, and someone explained this, and I loved it how she explained like the Kronos and Kairos time. I have to operate in Kairos. You know, that's the timing of God because it's designated for a people. It's designated for a person, right? When God tells you to do something, you better do it. In the timing he tells you to do it, you better do it. You may not know why. And the devil tries to, now this good Holy Ghost is speaking. That's why the devil tries to distract you so much so you can miss your kairos. So you can miss the timing of God, depending on the, the, the timing of people. Yes. Who God designed to hear you will. Exactly. 
And we're so concerned sometimes, uh, uh, some of us concerned with the crowd. We're concerned with the number, right? And God is all about quality. God ain't concerned about no quantity at all. He's concerned about the quality. You know, I could speak to somebody and that person could impact millions. It ain't got to be me. And we got to use, we got to get used to being that, that it ain't got to be me. That needs to be, be said and just take some, taken amongst yourself. God, Lord, it ain't got to be me. I could talk to one person, let them lead the million, let them lead the billion. I ain't got to. You know, I always say, I just want to, God, I just want to be the flame that lights a match and that match will set, will set everything ablaze, will set everything on fire. I ain't got to set it on fire. People ain't got to know I did it. Right? Breakthrough is important. Yes. Yes. You never know. And that person could not just, could, could do not do major things, but that's God's child. And that's the assignment that he has for that child for you to do. It don't have to be because they're going to do this and they're going to do that. It's just out of obedience because that's his child, right? And every child weighs, has heavy weight in the kingdom. Every child, there's no greater, there's none of this. You know, when it comes to children, it to the children is children in God's eyes. And anyone, any of the children of his children that you reach is, is, is important. It don't matter. It don't matter what they go do. It's just that obedience, right? It's the obedience. Just, just obey God. And the devil's trying to distract y'all from being obedient. And then. So then you can't say you trust God. You're not being obedient. I don't know. <laughs> but look, I didn't almost kind of went on a little rant. But you guys know, like I, I sense distraction from a mile away. You know, like I said, especially with social media. Sometimes, you know, I post. Most of the times I post, I get off. I, I don't I don't scroll too much. That's a restraint that I have. And another one is with um, stories. I hardly ever, you know, unless they're uh, somebody I'm mentoring um, or that is close or whatever, I'll check. But I don't even look at stories because they're distractions. You know, the stories that people, I don't even look at the stories because it's, it's distractions, right? Yep, we want to be popular rather than effective. And it's going to get you. It's going to get you. Because look, they could cry uh, Hosanna one day and crucify you the next next time. And it's going to affect you, right? If you're in God and them, you know, people are finicky. You know, people are going to say, congratulate you and raise you up in one minute and may want to crucify you the next. You know people are finicky. That's why you don't put people as a measuring tool of how you're doing and what you're doing, right? You go according to God telling you, well done. I've heard it. I've heard him say that. That's why he said, he said, he told me, he said, uh, well done. He said, you know, my, my, well done, my daughter, my good and faithful servant, right? He said, you, you have been faithful over a few. I'm getting ready to make you ruler over many. You've been faithful. You've been faithful. I I love to hear God tell me I'm faithful, right? That's all I care about. I just want to hear God. And that's my favorite part. If I ever get, when I do get prophecies, you know, um, if it's out loud prophecies, I look to hear those things. I'm not too concerned about what, and and like I said, it's something with that. What, when God tells you things and whatever, um, it's not the what it's the why for me. It's the why for me. It's not the what God could tell me I'm giving you a house and, and, and I'm turning around and looking at God. Like, why, why are you giving me this? I'm not going to just take it, receive and be like, Ooh, yes. Cause I'm like, why are you giving me this guy? It has to be a purpose to everything that you tell me 
everything that you give me, why? Right? I just don't, my thing that I listen for when I get a prophecy is uh, God says he's, he's proud of you. Or God says, you know, um, keep going. Stay, keep being faithful. Like keep being, and I loved it. My pastor said, he prophesied to me not too long ago, but he said, just keep being sold out. I love that. God, okay, I'm not compromising because you told me not to compromise. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, I love to hear that, right? That's why we don't reach standards God has for us listening to people. You don't. Listen, and, and, and people's standards, you know, uh, of you is very small compared to, to what God holds you up to. So it's very hard to stand for what God, you know, to hold the standard of God. People are going to go against it every time, especially if they're flesh. If they're flesh through and through, they're, 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 their thoughts are carnal. You know, what they do is carnal. And you start living for God, they're they going to think you're doing too much. That can't be real. How can, how can you truly live like that? Right? That's the standard of God. And because I love God and want to obey God, that's not to say that you do it perfect every day, right? You got to die daily. What did Paul say? You have to die daily. This flesh got to die daily. <laughs> yeah, you, you, too, you, you too deep. And you got to relax. What do you mean? You know, and I think people want to see, I guess, the human side of you to make them feel better about themselves. Um, but how I am, and I mean, I I, th I believe you guys know majority. I mean, I think you guys know my personality. This is how I am. You know, I don't change or whatever, but there are sides where, um, and it's not ratchet or anything. It's just that some people get a little bit more of who I am. You know, everybody can't get all of you like that. And it's not bad. It's not that I'm hiding anything. It's just that I have a, a intimacy in me that I can't share with everybody. Right. Because it, 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 um, I just can't. Right. That's just, I can't share with everybody. I have to share it with who God tells me to, you know, that space, I, I that space is small. But that doesn't mean you guys or, you know, whoever encounters me, don't get me. You know, this is me. This is the real me. But there's certain parts that God doesn't want you to, to have that with everybody. Yeah, everybody can't handle the real you. <laughs> you know, even though the, you know, that part is really fun. But it's going to be, it's going to make y'all confused. It's going to make y'all confused and, um... It, you won't be able to handle it, right? And so, you know, there's just that, that, you know, it's hard to explain, but like I said, it's not ratchet. It's not bad. It's just that that's, a, that's me. That's the essence. Everybody, you're not supposed to share your essence with everybody. Like what really like makes up you because sometimes people will take that and try to do whatever with it and, and whatever. So you can't have people have that, you know, but anyway, <laughs> I pray that you guys enjoyed this, um, that you learned something. Yeah, people are looking to find fault in you. Oh, whew, I thought it was time for me to get off. Yes, it is almost. Every time people will try to find something wrong with you. Like, you know, and I mean, we all got flaws. We're not perfect. I am not perfect by a long shot, but it's like, they make they do that to make them feel good about themselves, right? I strive, you know. I strive to be. It's it's because I I want to live for God. I'm not saying that out of lip service. I want to live for God. I live to live for God. He's my reason, you know. He's the why. He's the why I do everything. If he didn't, if he wasn't involved, I I, I mean. I wouldn't know what I would do. You know, once I've encountered him, I don't know what life is like without him.
that's where I'm at. You know, people just think, oh, well, she just, you know, whatever. It sound poet. It may sound poetic because I write. I write, and I'm I, I'm a I'm a poet at heart. <laughs> I'm a poet at heart. I'm good with communication, and I'm good with words. So if it sounds like it's fantasies, that's just that's the gift, <laughs> you know, that God gave me. He 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 gave me that that gift to communicate and to um use my words, right? In order to 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 pull people to him. Now, before I got saved, the devil had plans to use that gift for other stuff, right? Use that gift to manipulate and control and and to get people to 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 get to the dark side. But you know, I'm on the winning side. I'm on God's side. <laughs> <laughs> and I speak and I use my words for him, right? But they do, you know, just got to pray for everybody. <laughs> it's not easy. Um, so I thank you guys for tuning in. And before I log off, you guys know that I always do this. And this is a thing that, you know, like I said, if you are a Christian and you have a platform or anything, you know, and you don't offer Christ, you know, what are you doing? You know, that's what I say. What are you doing? But God always wanted me to put this on here and for also for my podcast uh, listeners to let me take off the scroll off of here really quick. Hold on. Take this banner off. Okay. Um, you know, if I'm speaking for God, offer God, offer Christ, right? Um, so this comes from Romans 10 and 9, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so, wait, I want to go back. I don't know. God got me having to explain um, this first part more, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. What this means is that confess out of your mouth, Jesus I'm letting you run this. Jesus, I'm letting you rule my life. Jesus, I'm putting you over my situation. I'm putting you over my money. I'm putting you over everything. I've I've tried things on my own and I have failed. Now, God, I want you to take over. I don't know. He wanted me to emphasize that part. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved because that's what the gospel rests on. You know, God raised Jesus up, you know, from the dead. You know, that was the miracle. That was the gospel, right? Die for our sins, right? You will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And that's Romans 10 and 9 again. If you read that, in your home, your own alone time by yourself, you know, you don't have to wait till Sunday morning because tomorrow is never promised. So if you say it now and believe this and, you know, confess your sins unto God, you know, you're saved, you're saved, you know, you're written in that book, you know, where, Hey, you're saved. But the other step is that after you're saved and this comes from, you know, being led by God, and when I say being led by God, I mean, you know, um, there's signs, there's there's a pulling, you know, to a church or wherever he wants you to go to because it's a continual learning. You have to learn, you know, um, be guided, get some support, you know, in this journey, you know, with God. You know, I, I'm a firm believer in that. You know, the foundation has to be laid. My foundation had to be laid. Um and then you get filled with the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit is the 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 best, right? Because it, it helps you love on a deeper level. And you know, if you want it in your heart, you know, God, I want your spirit. You know, He'll He'll fill you. You know, it's not it's not that hard. You just have to have the desire. And the church that you choose should be a facilitator of that. I, I want to emphasize that for those that are listening and those watching the replay and those watching now. Um wherever you choose, make sure that they facilitate and push the Holy Spirit. All right. So I thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully I'll be on next Monday. So share this for anyone that may need it. 
and I will see you guys at another day, another time. I'm going to try to do better with um, thoughts of the days, but you know, like I said, I only get on here. God tell me to. All right. <laughs> so I'll see you guys later.